This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. A jam-packed show. We missed Saturday. Had some stuff to do uh, around the hizzy as we're going to be expanding. Speaking about expansion. Speaking of expansion. As AYS starts to expand in this thing. Uh, we had a takeoff Saturday, but we are back. Got a lot to talk about, as we do every Monday. Every Monday, we got a lot to talk about. Just during the weekend, man. Got a lot that goes on. Can LSU have the best defense in the SEC is what we'll start off with tonight. Um, a lot of debating going on. Uh, a lot of, crazy enough, a lot of LSU slamming from some SEC West people or people who cover teams in the SEC West. We will talk about that. How will the conference expansion affect LSU? Um, I've had a lot of people ask me to talk about this um, because there's a narrative that LSU will fall and crumble and just will go into the abyss now that Texas and Oklahoma is going to come into the SEC, which looks like they may come in next year instead of 2025. Uh, we'll talk about that. As there's been a lot of debate about that. So, a lot of people have been asked to talk about that, so we will. Also, can the SEC get two teams in the college football playoff? How deep they are, we'll talk about that. Saints take a step back, and the Rudy Poo of the week. So at the end of the second commercial break, put in your Rudy Poos of the week. Do you have – and let me say this. There are things that are off limit. 
we limits. We don't talk pol- politics. Um, actually, that's pretty much it. We just don't talk politics. So if you got a sports Rudy Poo of the week, put it inside the chat and we'll get into it. But before we get started, guys, I appreciate all of you joining us. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups if you're on YouTube. Share to your Facebook. Share to your YouTube. Share to your Insta. I don't know. I don't really. I'm not really on Insta, but share it there. Also, if you're on Twitter watching this, hit that retweet. We'll greatly appreciate it. Kenny says, let's go. So does Sharon. So does Josh. So does Blaine. So does Danny. What's going on, Danny? So does Stefan. Let's go. We are live. It's pretty much the theme as we start off tonight. Our good friend Stephen Miller says, kicking the week off right. Let's get it. My man was on vacation last week. Uh, Blaine, Blaine Smith says, uh, heard Cam Thomas probably going to the first round of the NBA draft. Hashtag go Tigers. Yeah, we'll see. It's looking that way. All right, guys, before we get started, we do got to do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing and then we'll get into some talk can lsu have the best defense in the sec we will start there none better than our good friends over at gm varno and sons uh had some uh harold uh good friend harold that watches the show he went over to gm got his big rig fixed guys small vehicles suvs trucks big rigs you break down the side of the road they can do it our good friends over bet online.ag Guys, with 63 years of experience, nobody is more equipped in your local area than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino sent you by when you go over to 2500 Florida Boulevard and Denham Springs. Louisiana and our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, this college football and NFL football is right around the corner. We're close to being a month out, 40 days away from having our football season back. You need to go over to BetOnline. NFL MVPs, who's going to win the SEC, who's going to win the national title, who's going to win pretty much anything. You want to do parlays, they got them. You want to do prop bets, they got them. But you have to go over there and sign up today. Use your mobile device. You can sit on your couch. Use your mobile device. And you'll get 50% off that first welcome bonus. Go over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. All right, let's get started here, guys. Um, Blaine Smith says fall camp starts next week. Is that the 6th? Uh, whenever August the 6th is, yes, that's when it will start. I, I, I have a feeling you're going to hear a lot of early, um, a lot of good things early about this, this freshman class. Uh, I fully expect that. What I do... Uh, expect you to hear a lot of is this defense. Now, they're going to, you know, I, I expect O to tell you the quarterback battle is going to go well. So let's talk about this before it starts next week, very quickly before we talk about the defense. He's going to tell you that Miles looks good. He's going to tell you that Max looks good. He's going to tell you the running game looks good. He's going to tell you the O line needs some more depth. On the defensive side, he's going to tell you the D line looks fantastic. The linebackers with Mike Jones. Who, Mike Jones? who, by the way, was the number one graded – think about this. The number one graded linebacker per pro football focus last season was Mike Jones uh, and that the secondary is locked down. That's what you're going to hear from Ed. That's 100% what you're going to hear from Ed Orgeron. I know the man well enough to tell you that's what you're going to hear. On uh, July the 26th, mark it down that Blake Rafino told you a week ago exactly what Ed will tell you. 
And he's normally what he does, he tells you one or two guys that shows out in fall camp, and then you go from there. But August the 6th is where uh, is when they'll start as Casey Thibodeau, gratefully, thank you, humbly, sends us some stars via Facebook. Guys, every time you do that, I greatly appreciate it. So let's talk about this. There's been a lot of debate. Kenny says no audio. Can you guys not hear me? Kenny, I might be on your side. I think you guys can hear me. Hold on. So let's talk about, yeah, Kenny, you guys can hear me. You guys can hear me. Don't freak me out. Don't freak me out like that. Just did nine and a half minutes thinking you guys didn't have audio. All right, so let's go here. There's been a lot of debate today, especially on Twitter, about LSU's defense, the defenses around the SEC. So I want to make this clear about what I believe about LSU. I want to say this as a whole about LSU. I want to say this specifically tonight about the defense. Guys, from a, from a roster perspective, from a D-line, linebacker, secondary perspective, I don't know if there's anybody in the conference that on all three levels has more talent than LSU. I really think that you can make the debate with Alabama. I think that Auburn has two really, really good linebackers that are returning, and Popo, and uh, I think that's how you say his last name, and uh, Jacoby McClain, who was a leading tackler in the SEC, and in 10 games, guys had over 100 tackles. Absolutely ridiculous. I think their secondary is a little bit suspect, and I think their D-line is a little bit suspect. I think Texas A&M has some big-name stars. I think they got some guys that can play some, do some really good stuff. I don't think that they have the depth on the D-line linebacker, and especially in the secondary, where they replace a lot of pieces. So when I look at LSU as a whole, from top to bottom, D-line, linebacker, and secondary. D-line, this D-line, and I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what your mama and them say. I don't care what Nick Saban says. I don't care what the Rudy Poos on any talk show says. The D-line is has the most depth for LSU in the entire SEC. When you look about, if I told you, hey, guys, your third-string defensive tackles are Tank Guillory and Mason Smith, you chuckle because that's absolutely ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous that you have two, one five-star, rivals had him the number one recruit in the nation, and Mason Smith, and Tank Guillory, who is, as his nickname says, a tank. The question is, is we talked about this last week, can LSU get pressure on the quarterback? They did last season with over 20 sacks. 24, 25, I think it was. I don't have those stats right in front of me. That is going to be what drives this defense. I don't care what the Rudy Poos say about Ed Orgeron. I know that people are already flipping on him. The one thing that you cannot take away from Andre Carter and Ed Orgeron alike is they know how to coach defensive lines. Now that Ed has taken the hands-on approach with a D-line, like Pete Carroll has done in the past on defenses, how Nick Saban does, and being hands-on with the secondary, I have full faith that this D-line is going to wreak serious havoc. Not just two or three sacks a game. I think that they can wreak serious havoc. We, you know, if you if you saw today, the SEC Network had on the LSU Florida game again. Guys, I've seen that game more times than I care to, to really even talk about anymore at this point because we're so close to the season. Go watch Jaqu- uh, Jaquelin Roy, guys. Go watch Neil Farrell. 
that the first touchdown that Florida tried to score was two huge stops by Neil Farrell. He stuffed the the second and or the third and goal, and then got the stop on the fourth and goal. They have serious depth now. Linebacker is something that people have always, and especially over the last couple of, or at least last year, and even some parts of nineteen and eighteen, there was and had been some shoddy play. Patrick Queen came in and did some really good things. Who was the opposite linebacker besides Devin White? Jacob Phillips steps up. Last year was kind of the outlier when it comes to linebackers and them not being a very ferocious unit. I've said this for over three months, four months at this point, and you guys know this. Every time I say these words, who? Mike Jones. So now I'm not going to go by my words. I'm going to go by pro football focus. That Graydon Mike Jones, the number one linebacker in the country when it comes to coverage and overall rating. Let me repeat what I just said. Mike Jones, who? Mike Jones. The number one overall rated linebacker in the country. Let that sink in for a minute. When you guys got guys like Christian Harris over at Alabama, when you got guys like uh, 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 Jacoby McClain at Auburn, Mike Jones, the guy from Clemson, and, and this should tell you a little bit of why some people have Georgia beating Clemson, but it's because of all of the defensive guys and pieces that left uh, Clemson and his own other teams. Guys, a first-round pick left. Because of playing time, or allegedly. And then you got uh, uh, Noventink Strong, Bug Strong. Damon Clark is on the Buckus Award uh, finals list. They have that Baskerville is going to be back. Anybody saying that Michael Baskerville won't be back is a stone-cold liar. And then you got all the young bucks who are in this class, or former classes. you still got the young bucks there. I think that Blake Baker, at the end of the day, a former defensive coordinator, everybody points at Blake Baker when he was the D coordinator at at Miami. Well, Blake, North Carolina put up like 60-something points on him. And Manny Diaz was also there too. Manny Diaz was also there. Let's not act like that Ole Miss didn't put up close to, if not near, if not near the amount of points on Alabama than some teams have already done. I see some I got to sneeze really bad. That's why I'm like freaking out a little. So, I do you guys hate when you have to sneeze and then you don't? That bothers me. And then let's get to the secondary. So, I I've been going through this debate and then I'm going to get to all the comments here. Um Here's something that is really interesting to me. Um a lot of people and even myself saying this, I do think the defensive uh the D-line has a Maybe a slight edge when it comes to depth. Let me tell you the position group that I think is probably the most talented right now uh, on this LSU team. It's the de- it's a defensive back room. Two words, or two names, I should say. Derek Stingley Jr., Elias Ricks. Guys, if you're not high on Jay Ward right now, moving back to safety, I don't know what to tell you. I have absolutely no idea what to tell you. The only guy that we don't really know more of is Major Burns. And then I got guys, people from Georgia, a coach from Georgia who texted me last week and it was devastated about Major Burns leaving. That they wish that he wouldn't have left, he would have been a starter for Georgia. Then you got Dwight McGlother and Cordell Flott. Cardo Flight, who's got a ton of experience, and we saw what Dwight McLaughlin did at Florida, did at Ole Miss, did in the spring. The guy that everybody keeps talking to me about 
It's not Elias Ricks. It's not Derek Stingley. It's not my guy, Jay Ward. My guy, CEO and president of that kid's fan club. It's Dwight McLaughlin, and it's not even close. Yes, you've got Derek Stingley. Yes, you have Elias Ricks. People are telling me the the the, the offseason, spring, and some may I hadn't heard some, I hadn't heard much over the last three weeks, but they're telling me that Dwight McLaughlin is the guy that had the biggest impact or had the biggest leap forward in that DB room this year. This offseason. When I look at all of that, LSU being 120-something in the nation last year under Bo Pelini in defense, you bring in Durante Jones, who Ed Orgeron, and I'm not sure if you guys saw the Jocks Do set piece, said that the energy that Durante Jones brings is a little bit more than Dave Aranda, but the way that this guy prepares, the way that he conducts meetings, the way that he conducts how he does uh, – uh, uh, not just – I want to say – he said pretty much not in a meeting, but how organized he is in a meeting on the tiers and stuff he wants to hit. You better watch out for Durante Jones in this defense. I'm not so sure. They got a lot to, to live up to. They Not only do does LSU's defense have a lot to live up to, they got a lot of people that they have to prove wrong. This, this team as a whole, this LSU team as a whole, has the talent to be 10-2, 11-1, 12 and 0. They have that talent with the SEC West the way that it is. Alabama replacing a lot. Ole Miss rep- not having a defense. AM not having their quarterback and replacing a lot. LSU has the talent. Recruiting shows you they have the talent to do some nasty stuff defensively. Can they communicate? Can they put the step forward? Guys, there's plays all, all throughout last season. If one thing happens, if one thing happens, if one guy's in the right spot, it's lights out. Don't let anybody lie to you, though, that, that tells you that this roster can't be 10-2-11-1 because they can. I kind of feel like 9-3 is the floor. I said it last year about 7-3. I can't, I can't envision. I can't envision LSU being less than 9-3. One last thing, and I'm going to get to these comments, okay? We'll get to all of them. One last thing. I harp on this enough, and I'm trying to turn over a new page on this one. <laughs> I see this one, Ann Miller says, Jocks Doucet is pronounced Jocks Doucet. That is correct. I was wrong. Jocks Doucet. He told me that also when we had him on. Um, not only does this defense have a lot to live up to, I think Ed does too. Not from what I believe, not from what majority of what you guys believe, but the more the more and more I hear of people getting pissed off at Ed, you know, like I had one person today send me a clip of somebody who said that they're that, that a guy that doesn't even cover LSU that they're pissed off that Ed Orgeron runs around uh, the campus with his shirt off, dude, shut the hell up, like. Just because you got some big old titty nipples. I mean, gargantuan ass, big ass titty nipples. Doesn't mean, because Ed doesn't, that he can't run around the campus with his shirt off. That's where the man thinks. That's how the man comes up with ideas and strategies on what he wants to do. Stop talking shit about Ed. You want to talk about it on the field? You want to give him the five and five? He's the worst coach in LSU history, one guy said. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. You're wrong, but go ahead and do it. 
Because when September 4th comes a knocking, a lot of people are going to have to say that they're sorry and that LSU is back. Don't be mad at Ed because he gets better looking women than you do. With all due respect to the really attractive ladies out here. One, I mean, I got one of them right here. I tell her every day. That defense is going to be nasty. Mark my words, that defense is going to be nasty. Let's get to some of these comments. Roderick says on Facebook, defense is going to be if it's going to be if not the top unit in the SEC top three. I think they look if if they don't. Let's just say this: if they don't, they underperformed. If they're not a top three defense in the SEC, they've underperformed. I mean, I'm going to call a spade a spade here. They've underperformed. They have to get off to a hot start. Not only a hot start, they have to get out to a bloodbath. Like, guys, the more I watch of UCLA as now, like my my main focus is on UCLA, the more I watch them, the more I look at them up front and on their offensive line and just laugh and giggle. That's where LSU is going to beat them. Josh says he won't be after four or five games. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, I saw Arch visited, says Blaine. Uh, Terry Baker uh, 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 yeah, says, where can I get that hat? I don't remember where I got it from. I don't remember where I got it from. Maybe Fanatics or something like that. I think I went through the TigerBait.com Fanatics page and got it. Ryan Thibodeau says that uh, Dwight McLaughlin is a beast. I agree with that. Jacob Samuelson says... What he did on short notice was insane. McLaughlin has been so much better than expected. Yeah, and and the crazy thing about Dwight McLaughlin that people forget about is that Dwight was actually a five-star. So listen to this story. If you haven't heard the Dwight McLaughlin story, it's absolutely nuts. So let me tell you how some, not all, but some of these recruiting services work. Dwight McLaughlin was a guy that they rated a five-star corner. I think he got nicked up a little bit or something like that, missed a couple games, came back, did really well. Well, Dwight McLaughlin, before he committed and signed with LSU, refused to go to like these five-star challenges, like these these camps or whatever. And then he got demoted to a four-star. Then all of a sudden in this All-American game, he had two interceptions. One I think he took to the house. I, you're, I'm still here. I'm just kind of pausing for a minute. That guy was a five-star. LSU technically... Last season, or two seasons ago, I guess, in the Elias Ricks uh, signing class, signed two five-star corners. They demoted the kid because he says this, if you're on the podcast, I did a gesture, to a five-star challenge. Just because a kid doesn't come to your stupid Rudy Poo challenge doesn't mean anything. Go to his game and watch him play. Damn, bro. Daryl Funnis says, I'm married now. Only thing to look forward to is college football. (laughs) Bro, that's ruthless. Come on now. My good friend Derek Gordon says, you know I've been saying DM going to be a beast. Yeah, we got a lot of people on Dwight McLaughlin right here. I'm telling you, people in that building have said that no DB has had a better step forward than Dwight McLaughlin. 
So then, I, you know what's interesting about that? I guess, what do you do at that point? Now, I have faith in Corey Raymond. I sure as hell have faith in Corey Raymond. And I have faith in Durante Jones. I mean, hearing what Harrison Smith, the all-pro uh, safety, said about Durante Jones, I have faith in him. The interesting thing is, what do you do with the three? Do you move a guy like Sage Ryan into the slot? You know, do you do you just let guys battle it out in the slot? Um, but what do you do with the three guys? Because I don't see do you look do you move Elias Ricks into the slot sometimes? Do you move Derek Stingley in the slot? I don't think Derek's moving to the slot though. Like if you watch all of his trainings and stuff like that, I don't I, I that that man ain't moving to no slot. I don't think. I don't think maybe on some situations, I don't think that he will. But what do you do with the three? Because Dwight's a long guy. I mean, he covered Coy Moore pretty damn well, you know, in, in the slot. He covered Kayshawn Booty really well. Guys, if you think Kayshawn Booty's good, watch Dwight McLaughlin go against him. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Kayshawn Booty is your next superstar at wide receiver. And watch Dwight McLaughlin kind of really put, I don't want to say, Lock him down. But, guys, I mean, <laughs> I ain't trying to be rude here. They ain't what they wasn't no many passes that was thrown to Kayshawn Booty on Dwight McLaughlin. Just saying now. Just saying. I think that that unit, that unit as a whole, look, you got Jordan Tolls that's back. You have, look, I'm going to tell you something. Well, I should be quiet about that one. Let me just say, let me say this. Let me say this. You're going to put it together. It's it's transforming. I don't preface. I don't know if this is going to happen or not. There's a former two-star athlete that I hear um, who played safety. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I heard something today about it. Didn't have enough time to really dig into it too much. We'll see. They got the depth, guys. Look, as much as I poo-pooed on Todd Harris, he's got experience. Can he transform to the player that everybody says that he is mentally? You know, guys have done that. Look, Brandon Taylor is a perfect – I'll use him because I'm a you know buddy with him. Brandon Taylor was a guy that always had it here. Sometimes just needed to get – I don't want to say, you know – I don't know how to really put it because Brandon did some good things on the field even before he moved to safety. But when he moved to safety, guys, it was a it was a different ball game for that kid. I say that kid where we graduated together. Um, it's a different ball game. Sometimes it takes guys a little bit longer than some. That man moving to – I'm going to tell you something. That 2011 DB room does remind me a lot of this one. Like it's got a lot of feel to it. Guys, it's going to be nasty now. Uh, Adam Keene says, so we're okay with nine and three. We fired less miles for less. uh, That will be eight losses in two years. Yeah, but, I mean, less miles never went through COVID-19 either. I mean, he didn't go through opt-outs, and he didn't have the best team ever assembled. Like, not only the best team, the best coaching staff ever assembled. Um, Again, they have uh, what I said was is that's the floor. I'm not. It depends on what those three losses are. If it's A and M, if it's Alabama, if it's I, I don't know who the third one would be. Guys, again, who's the third one? I mean, look, I 
I'll say this too. Ole Miss scares the bejesus out of me more than A&M ever will. Texas A&M does not scare me more than Ole Miss. When you can put points up at will, Blake Mackerel threw five interceptions. They also scored a shit ton of points. What happens? Let me let me ask you this. What happens when Ole Miss doesn't turn the ball over? What happens when they don't have five interceptions? Then what? All right, now. I see a lot of people in here laughing because I said titty nipples. Gino says, skim milk in them nipples. Stephen says, hashtag big ass titty nipples. Uh, Mark Richardson says, titty nipples. <laughs> I'm just, I'm calling a spade a spade, y'all. People are mad. Old, uh, old, a guy that covers Ole Miss talked about Ed, he, that people are mad that Ed Orgeron's running around with his shirt off. Bruh. And this man got some titty nipples. Come on, man. You want to be mad? Here's the crazy thing. Nobody was mad at Ed for taking his shirt off and running around campus during 2019. Why are you mad at him now? I mean, Blakey went five and five. I've said this before. I, I, you know, I've been told by some not to say this because, but I'm gonna. It's it's a part of what I said in the first 200 episodes. I'm bringing it back. Winning covers a multitude of sins. Winning covers a multitude of sins. LSU goes 10 and two, and they lose to Alabama, and maybe somebody else that they're maybe not supposed to. LSU, and they're in the New Year Six Bowl. Come on, man. You're not going to be mad at that. You're not going to be mad at that. They do have the talent to be 11-1. and one. Nobody else besides Alabama do you sit here and you could honestly say that they have more talent than – no other SEC team can say that outside of Alabama where I think that they can go back and forth on, on talent and what units are better, nobody can say that they have more talent than LSU – some say Georgia, but man, I'm iffy on that one. Like Georgia got to show me something. At some point, Georgia's gonna have to show me something. You know, everybody. Here, here's the funny thing about that too is why does you know Nick Saban and all of his glory gets the benefit of the doubt when he loses a lot of pieces, and then pe- and then people want to pick Georgia to win the SEC East. I've done that. I'm doing that. I think that they will win the East, but that they're gonna win. A, you know that they can win the SEC, and I see where the talent is, but they ain't got more talent than LSU. Daryl says that Les Miles was garbage. He underachieved with a lot of a lot of talent, bro. He did. He did. Uh, he did. And, and the good thing that Ed doesn't get credit for, too, is that when they're – guys, in business, in life, shit happens. You got to replace bad apples. You know, the Matt Canada thing, people throw Matt Canada on him. Matt Canada was not his hire. I mean, the Rudy Pooh named Joe Oliva. Um, yeah, get – you know, let me ask you this. Was Joe Brady a bet? you know, Joe Brady was such a great hire. Was Bo Pelini such a bad one on the opposite end of it? Like – People will say yes to that, but guys, I don't think you understand what we had in Joe Brady if you say yes to that. 
I mean, this unreal man. Gino says, day one, we aren't actually working out with a cupcake out the gate. True. They're not. Look, UCLA's not a cupcake now. Uh, Caleb Dufresne on Periscope says, can't wait for all the haters to eat these word, those words. Me too. C. King from the Talking Tigers uh, sports group on Facebook says, the defense will be nasty, nasty. They got the talent, y'all. They have the talent. And let me also preface this too. If LSU has a game where they give up 30 points, they give up 40 points, guys, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe not 40 points. But offenses are, are built now. You're giving up 20. You, your goal, like, hey, you hold Let me ask you this. Everybody in the chat, give me a thumbs up. Would you be okay with only allowing Alabama to score 24 points? That's like where you're at with it. Like, they're going to score more than 24 points. All right, let's do this very, very quickly. Got to give a shout-out to our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, 225-614-1234. Buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage you have now. Cash out, refi. The timing's never been better. GMFS has been around since 1999. GMFS, they're changing lives. Getting in touch with my good friend John Patton today and our good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by and our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. That's drakewilliamslawfirm.com, 985-386-7600. 985-386-7600. DWI, successions, taxes, real estate, whatever you got, Drake Williams Law Firm will do it for you today. Again, that's 985-386-7600. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay, I want to get to this really quickly and put it in the comments uh, for me, too. Let's see, I, I got a lot of thumbs up here, like a lot of thumbs up. So there you go. Like, there you go. I mean, I like that. I like that, uh, my brother. I like that. So there's your thumbs up. I want to get to this really quickly because, um, oh, Rudy Poos of the day. Put your Rudy Poos in the day right here. Got a Rudy Poo of the, or not a day, Rudy Poo of the week. Put him in the comments. We'll bring him up too. I want to bring this up because from an LSU perspective, a lot of people have asked me to talk on this. There is a, there is a central thought process from some around LSU that the SEC expansion of Texas and Oklahoma affects LSU more in recruiting in other places than any other team in the SEC. So you mean to tell me it affects LSU more than Texas A&M in recruiting? Everybody's talking about name, image, and likeness, and I get it. Because name 100 kids that has an NIL deal. Trey Morgan got one today because Waiter is a New Orleans app, knew the people, they wanted to do it with him, they did it. Name 100, not even in football, across the board. Nick Saban says Bryce Young has a million-dollar endorsement deal. Where is it? Where is it? Because he hasn't done it yet. So and it's tough for me to, th- to see Nike give Cav- uh, the Thibodeau kid at Oregon $100,000 and give Bryce Young, if it's them, Bryce Young a million. Now, I guess it's a quarterback, but it's Oregon. That's where Phil Knight went. Like, there's a central theme that kids and recruiting. So there's this – let me tell you the theme first before I get into it. The theme that LSU is going to start losing a lot of recruits – from the Texas area, from Mississippi area, or wherever, because Oklahoma and Texas is going to come into the SEC. Let me tell you this right now. That's a stone-cold lie. 
a stone cold lie. Over 60% of kids that are drafted from LSU are from the state of Louisiana. Over 60%. Now, you do have your guys, and you, as Ed always talks about, Ed always talks about, you go outside the state to get first-round talent. Jamal Adams, Kelvin Chasson, uh, I'm forgetting somebody else. Joe Burrow, if you want to throw that in there, that's fine. Another guy that wasn't a first round, but was Damian Lewis from Mississippi. I mean, there those are guys that you went out and got that are NFL talent. LSU's going to be able to do that regardless. If you think in recruiting that kids weren't being paid before name, image, and likeness, you a stone-cold lie. Uh, like, it's laughable. I'm going to tell you this. I know of a, ki- a local kid here. Some years ago, that got over $400,000 worth of cash, stone-cold cash, to go to a university outside of his state. Not saying what school, not saying what player. I'm not going to do that. If you think, if you believe and you think that kids weren't getting paid before name, image, and likeness, you're damn law. It's not going to change. Name, image, and likeness is not going to change. LSU has the three national titles in the SEC. Texas has won in the last 20 years. LSU's been to a fourth. Texas has been to two. So where's the difference here? If Texas can't do it in the Big 12 right now, now the SEC brand does make things different, and I understand that, and I think that they will get some recruits that they normally won't. But they're not going to out-recruit LSU. They're not going to out-recruit that brand. Because here's the truth of it all. You still have Baylor, you still have A&M, and you still have Oklahoma and Texas Tech, all within very close range of Austin. So if you're really going to buy to me that LSU is the worst one in trouble in all of this, you're lying. Name, image, and like this is something that everybody's freaking out about, but I've yet to see thousands and thousands of deals get struck because the truth of all of it will be is that if it doesn't happen in the NFL and thousands of guys get endorsement deals, it doesn't happen in the NBA where a thousand guys get in, uh, are endorsement deals, and it doesn't happen in the MLB, why will it happen in college football? Someone please tell me why it's going to happen in college football and it's not going to happen in the NFL. Because you have billionaires that own businesses. You think they don't have context to get somebody an endorsement deal? You don't think Aaron Rodgers and the breaking stuff and the news that they got going on there, do you really think that that they're not going to try to get him an endorsement deal or even that they have to try to? But, yeah, you know what? College football is going to be the one example where nowhere else – it happens nowhere else, but college football kids are going to make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars Texas will not out-recruit LSU. Mark that shit down. All right. Tasha Thibodeau from the Real LSU Nation since his 1999 super sticker. Thank you, Tasha. So, guys, go over to the Real LSU Nation. A lot of great content there. Always a lot of great debate. I always get drug into uh, a good debate. And always just really great, great content. Go to the Real LSU. Uh, LSU Nation uh, today. And I saw another one. Ryan Thibodeau sent us five bucks. I appreciate that. And I saw another one earlier. Uh, Ryan sent us two. And I saw another one and I missed it. 
It's $5. Let me get up to it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Once we get so many comments in here, I can't find it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give him a shout tomorrow because I can't find it. Let's see here. Stephen Miller says, hashtag Rudy Poo of the week to the Olympic gymnastic judges on Simone Biles not awarding her extra points for her very difficult routine because it's dangerous to the other gymnasts to try WTF. I like that one. I agree with that one wholeheartedly. I agree with that one. Brandon Reese says, hashtag Rudy Poo of the week to is A&M fans whining about Texas and Oklahoma joining. I agree with that one. Yeah. You know, I mean, not only – and look, there are people who are saying that they didn't leak it. That's a stone-cold lie, too. Let's talk about the truth. That's a stone-cold lie. Why was Ross Bjork there, the Texas A&M AD? Edwin Reeves says that's ridiculous. Those folks showing their lack of knowledge again, go blame the coach. Yeah, a lot of people are blaming the coach. I mean, I mean <laughs> you mean to tell me – I see this from C. King, so it makes me spark a thought. He says, them hoes be lying. (laughs) C. King says, them hoes be lying. I mean, Saban uh, be lying, my bad. That's true. I mean, we hadn't seen it. I mean, if a guy got paid a million dollars, you would think that they wanted to do an endorsement deal or, you know, do the advertisement. But it, him saying that uh, Saban made me think of think of something. Man, if you think Saban gets beaten recruiting guys, like you guys understand that. They got beat with, by uh, on Sage Ryan. Well, Blake, he was in state. And he got beat. It's Nick Saban. Ed Orgeron beat his ass. That kid wanted to go, was going to Alabama. What? 180. Blake's got LSU ties. I get it. Still lost. There's other kids that Alabama's offering inside the state of Louisiana. You mean to tell me that they didn't want Derek Stingley Jr.? You mean to tell me that, that, that Alabama didn't want Derek Stingley Jr.? I know when Derek Stingley came out, uh, what was it, 2019 was the signing class, they had Derek Stingley number one on their big board. I know that for an 1,000% fact. Yeah, they didn't want Derek Stingley. Come on, man. Jacob Simpson says, absolutely false. A&M stands more to lose than LSU when it comes to UT and OU joining. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that I, that's not even close. Like, it's not even in the same stratosphere. A&M hasn't won the SEC West. They haven't won the SEC, and they haven't won a national title. But yet, LSU seems to learn that they lose more. Everybody thinks that, oh, well, all this money in A&M, all this money in Texas. It's always been there. It hasn't stopped. It's always been there. It was there under um, Mac Brown, Charlie Strong, Rudy Poo, Tom Herman, and it's under there under Sark. It was under there under Sumlin. It was under there under Fisher. It's not stopping, guys. They got the money. Businessmen have millions and billions of dollars because they're smart. Philip Rose says, hey, Blake, on offense, who do you think will be the surprise? Um, you know, it's tough on that one. Uh, you'd probably more than likely have to go to receiver. Um, I'm going to throw a wild card. I'm going to say Trey Palmer. Brandon Ray says, as long as we're able to keep most Louisiana players at home, we'll be all right. Well, that's what we majority, lead, majority of the time do. 
LSU goes out and gets really talented kids from outside the state. TJ says, hashtag Rudy Pooh of the Week to the USA, USA Olympic men's basketball team. I agree with that one. They don't. They just don't care. They, they just don't – they don't give a damn. Right? Like, they don't give a damn. If you don't want to be there, don't play, man. And I don't mean that in the wrong way. Like, if you don't want to play for the, in the Olympics, then don't play. I mean that in no kind of political way because I know how that can sound. Doesn't mean that. What I mean is you're not obligated to play. If you don't want to, give your spot up to Zion. Give your spot up to Trey Young. Who are both guys that are really desperately want to play in the Olympics, but don't go out there and lollygag and jog around when Zion has legitimately said that he wants to go. And I'm quoting: "Dunk on some fools." <laughs> like that kid wants to play, man. Don't take a spot. Jamar Jackson says, "I feel sorry for the receivers going against Stingley and Ricks." <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Preach, preach, preach. Not only Derek Stingley and Elias Ricks, a healthy Derek Stingley and Elias Ricks, right? Like, uh, Ellie on Facebook says, hashtag Rudy Poo of the Week, Tate Martell for sure. That kid. I mean, what a bust. Like, what a bust, man. Blaine Smith said something I talked about last week. Raging Cajun can join the Big 12. They could. I feel like the Big 12 is just going to dissolve, man. I don't think that they're going to – I don't see how they last or they're able to maintain. Like, Fox isn't going to renew the deal in 2025 because, I mean, why would you Why would you renew a deal when you don't have Texas? And But maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. Brian and Annie Penton says, I think Arkansas will get uh, the bad end of the stick when Texas and OU join. They possibly could because, look, Arkansas is another one. See, and that's that's the crazy thing. You know, Brian brings up an interesting point here. Arkansas religiously has to go into Texas to recruit players because Arkansas just doesn't put out the talent. <laughs> LSU has, what, 24 Offered for kids in state? Guys, let's just hypothetically, it's not going to happen, but hypothetically, if all those kids from the state of Louisiana signed with LSU, you have one spot left. And all of those are LSU caliber type of players. You'd have one spot left. Arkansas can't get to double digits. Maybe on a good year that they can. And the truth is, is that LSU, because Texas and A&M and Baylor and Texas Tech, pa-pow, is going to be fighting over <laughs> fighting over recruits in their own state. LSU is going to sneak their happy ass in there. Who's a better recruiter, Ed Orgeron or Steve Sarkeesian? I'll wait. Go look at uh, – here's another – go look at Oklahoma's O-linemen. They've done a good job. Stick with me. Go look with the recruits that Oklahoma's got in the state of Louisiana, all players that LSU passed on. And that's why you see in the playoff, no disrespect to those kids, that's why they get layeth the smacketh down on their candy asses. And I, you know, what if I told you that not even 1% of 1% of all athletes in college have an NIL deal? 
What would you say to that? But the money that Texas has is going to be such a problem. Mark says Blake getting some NIL money tonight. Yeah, Tasha Thibodeau hitting us with a smack it down on that one. Ryan Thibodeau, who's always good. I pre- guys, I can't I can't emphasize enough how much that means to us. I mean, look, you guys know what we're doing. We're building, you know, studio's going to be different. You know, we're we're making moves. I want look, I want to do this full time. I'm not going to lie to you. And one day we're going to get there. Might be by the end of this year. Might be before before football season. I don't know, but we're 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 working our we're working our uh, asses off to get there. Uh, Jacob Samuelson says Tate Martell is a literal ass. Yes, I like this one from Roderick. He says I really think that Malik Neighbors works his way into the rotation. You know, it's funny because a lot of kids. Isn't that funny? What's that old that old saying? Uh, it's kind of funny now, but it's like. Look at us. You know, man, look at God. Malik Neighbors was a kid that didn't get an offer until late, and it's crazy as hell how that kid just comes in and starts dominating. Look, them, them kids from the 337 ain't playing with your ass now. It's crazy, too, to think how Ed and his staff has got lower tier, like quote-unquote lower tier guys to sign, and if they've exploded. Patrick Queen, Claude Edwards-Alaire, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson. Uh, let's think of some other ones. Damian Lewis, um, Lloyd Cushenberry. Hmm. I'm sure I'm missing some, but guys, they've hit on it's th- more times than not on the three, the lower four stars and three star guys that they've recruited and signed. Usually, those are the guys that do really well. Like, they don't miss there. Like, you remember when they had Damian Lewis a three-star? Like, y'all remember that shit? Retarded. Uh, Landon says, hashtag Rudy Poo of the week, Michael Thomas waiting to have surgery close uh, to the season. Yeah, it does have that. Remember the last dance when um, – Scotty Pippen talked about, I'm going to have surgery on your time, not my time. I want a new deal. I don't think Michael Thomas is doing something like that. Um, I do think the, the Saints are taking a huge step back, though, and they're unraveling. There's a reason we've taken a step back from talking to the Saints. I mean, I know that the thing with me and Sean Payton and the, the Rudy Pooness that he shows, but, I mean, look, they're taking a step back. Now, we'll talk about them a lot more during the season, but there's not a lot to talk about. What am I going to talk about with the, with the Saints right now? I mean, they're you know, I'm not going to bore you with Jameis, and, and and not right now. Uh, Stephen Miller says, "Wow, just read that the running back from Southern Miss goes back into the portal after three weeks ago, taking his name out of the portal. Dude is doing the hokey pokey. Damn, really? <laughs> kids, man, these kids, bro." I'm just telling you, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't be doing stuff like that. A couple more, we'll get out of here. Uh, Jacob Samuelson says, there's more people in the DFW than in the whole state of Arkansas. They don't have the amount of talent that Texas has. That's a good point. And like we talked about, I mean, Texas does religiously, I mean, Arkansas does religiously have to go into Texas. 
if if Arkansas or if Texas comes to the SEC, do they miss on those kids? You know, so this is not going to affect LSU as it's going to affect more. I'm sure Missouri has to do that. I'm sure that, you know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State have to go outside the states and get guys. Guys, Texas is a huge place. But it's it's crazy to me that everybody looks at the money situation and thinks that Texas is already that it makes them relevant again. Guys, they haven't played a freaking game. They haven't played a freaking game. I know that people are chirping about the Mannings one in Texas in the SEC because of Arch maybe wanting to go there. I know that. That's a that's a very big ask. Very big ask. Mark says, thinking Dave Aranda on that to Ryan. Who were we talking about on that one? Brandon Reese says, I kind of wish Oklahoma State and Texas Tech was able to join the SEC. Maybe so. John says that Sadiq Charles was a three-star. Was he really? Was he really? I thought he was a four-star. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Eric says that uh, Moss was a three-star. Yep, he was. Which is crazy. And that kid probably should have stayed. You know, there's some kids you don't really want to tell them to not to stay or go. That's one kid I wish I we could have uh that could have done it. Um Todd says Jacob Hester. Yep. That's another one. But I was talking more about uh Todd, I was talking more about what Ed in this stat and this and under his regime has done with the lower tier guys than in the past. But yes, that's a that's a good example. Derek says, when can they get uh, get rid of his contract? I don't know, man. Talking about um, talking about uh, Michael Thomas, that's going to be a hot minute. That's going to be a hot minute. And, and look, I mean, we don't know fully, but there are some people saying that Michael Thomas was advised by Saints staff not to have surgery. They thought that he could work through it. So I don't know if that's fully on Mike Thomas yet either. So... All right, two or three more. We're getting out of here. Uh, Brandon says, if I'm interested to start a rivalry with Texas, I am too. That's big money now. Talk, you want to talk about money? Now, that's big That's big money. That's eyeballs. That's asses and seats. And God bless Jesus on, on, on God just on my heart. I just want to beat the dog manure out of them so many times. I just want to, you know, I don't like those dudes. They're already acting like asses. Like you have no business acting like you you done something. Their fans are cocky as hell. They're in my DM saying, "Oh well, you better be glad that you won in 2019 because once we come to the SEC, that's actually not how they talk. This is how they talk. You better be glad that y'all won 2019 because when Texas gets their ass up in the SEC, we're gonna beat you, dog. You can't beat Iowa State in the Big Twelve. You were going neck to neck with Kansas last year. Get out of my face with that shit. Uh, last one. TJ says, "Who do you think LSU? Who do you think LSU record? Or maybe it's asking who? What do I think LSU's record would be with Miles at quarterback and Max at quarterback?" Uh. <laughs> It's a good question. Um, it's a good question, TJ. Um, I think that LSU has the talent with Max under center. 
to be eleven and one. I do believe they go nine and three if Miles starts. I just think that what Max can do with his legs is just guys, it's too much to prepare for. And if Jake Peets wants to run the RPO, I think that they'll start Max. And and, here, and people are worried about Miles transferring if if he's not the starter. Guys, so what? You're already assuming that Max Johnson gets hurt. All right, one more. Promise. Roger says, if we align and Bama moves to the East, it's going to be LSU and Bama in the SEC championship game every year. Definitely see that. All right, guys, it's been a great show. It's been a big night. We will see you tomorrow. The season is oh so ticking up close. We'll do the offense tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.